Welcome to the weekly wrap for the week ending February 7th. This week, we covered a number of uh, interesting um, banking technology related stories. I had written about this company called Casisto, uh, which recently uh, closed a $22 million Series B extension funding round. Uh, Casisto works with large banks on developing um, conversational AI based tools to interface with customers. So these could be tools to reach customers through voice, to reach customers through uh, chat and other things. Casisto talked to us about what their roadmap is for the future. And they told us that their plans include covering all aspects of financial services. So not just the business to consumer case, but business to business cases, corporate banking, uh, back office stuff. Uh, they've launched a number of initiatives, including with JP Morgan recently. So Casisto uh, is taking their platform and evolving it. And they're also reaching more customers, not just big bank customers, but they're also planning to reach smaller banks too. Zor Gorlov, the co-founder of Casisto, and I spoke about the evolution of how chatbots have been uh, used in the financial services industry. And he mentioned that a few years ago, it reached a stage where they were kind of like a peak chatbot mania. And now institutions are more investing in the so-called banking brain that supports chatbots and other conversational-based technologies because the initial tools that were rolled out a few years ago were not very sophisticated. So that was an interesting look at the evolution of chatbots and how institutions are now looking at the enabling technology or the so-called banking brain. Another interesting story I covered this week was how uh, WorldPay, which is owned by FIS, uh, is um, tying up with this UK-based fintech company, Liberus. Uh, Liberus is a merchant cash advance company, and they're partnering to be able to offer working capital loans to uh, American small businesses. So again, part of the trend towards non-banks trying to provide cash advances and working capital loans to businesses that otherwise would have difficulty getting loans from banks. So that's uh, an interesting evolution of how competitive that market is getting and uh, will definitely be uh, a place to watch. So now we'll turn it over to Associate Editor Rick Morgan, who will speak a little bit about some of the items he's worked on this week, including the launch of a bank for immigrants, a digital bank for immigrants in the U.S. that uh, came out of beta. So uh, this week we did a lot of different things. We talked to HSBC Bank USA. Uh, Specifically, we talked to Alvaro Teixeira, who is the head of their customer value management program. Um, Alvaro Teixeira talked to me about how HSBC is trying to move away from um, just, you know, trying to offer uh, customers products based on their demographic. They're trying to move away from that and more towards offering products based on data. So a more tailored experience for customers. So instead of just, you know, what they know about my age and where I live and trying to offer products based on that, uh, they're gonna look at things like um, what I'm spending money on, what I'm investing in, um, what I have coming in, what I have coming out and things like that and using sort of this 360 degree picture of my relationship with the bank and they're gonna offer me products and services based on that. So for example, if I spend a lot of money on travel, HSBC will take that and figure out a way to offer me sort of a 
perhaps a points-based reward card that uh, rewards me a lot for travel um, and gives me things that I can sort of use that I, I would pr preferably like um, because you know that really reaches me as a consumer. Um, in addition to HSBC, uh, this has been a big week for um, bank platforms that are aimed at the immigrant community. Uh, we spoke with Majority, which is a banking platform that is aimed at um, immigrants. They offer you the typical you know, debit card and uh, bank account, and you can withdraw from ATMs, etc. But the thing they're trying to do to set them apart um, is they're creating physical places to um, sort of have this communal meeting space to really reach these um, target segments that they're going after. So for example, in Houston, um, they are launching this communal space that um, will be used for everything from uh, food fairs to uh, fashion shows to educational programs. Uh, and it's really a way to have this physical presence um, to reach these communities that they're trying to engage with because their big thing is that a lot of these immigrant communities, it's not so much that they can't get a banking product, it's that they don't trust the financial institutions, uh, they don't trust the system, so if they can build these relationships, they think they'll be able to reach this target demographic. Uh, and then Remitly, which is the big remittance company that's based right here in Seattle, um, they actually launched this thing called Passbook, which is essentially a bank account um, for immigrants as well. I mean, Remit Remitly's big thing is sending money overseas, so a lot of their customers are immigrants as well, so. Passbook is really going to help them sort of create a, a bank account for these customers that are already using them for remittances overseas. Uh, it has a debit card like you would expect. Um, and yeah, it's kind of a way for Remitly to create a more uh, 360 deeper relationship with our customers. So instead of just using them to send remittances, now you have a bank account with them. Um, they're, all, they're, they're almost kind of you know wading into the challenger bank territory, a lot of people would argue. Um, and as they sort of, you know, launch more and more products, potentially, they're just going to create deeper and deeper relationships with their customers. So those are some of the big stories for this week. Uh, thanks for watching.